0: welcome to another edition of the bash bros podcast my name is brad nelson and today i'm joined by my co-host and brother from another mother and state Corey baumeister how's it going Corey b underscore mtg
1: and state thanks for adding that in there we really needed to uh get locations in here to prove that we're really brothers i like that yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing good
0: though bro how about yourself good i heard that you went on a little pioneer adventure on versus and it was the most successful versus ever and i don't feel bad about that I- at all
1: oh yeah call me just an absolute explorer because we really did do some early exploring through that format and it's it's fun it is fun all and right well they are just saying you know it, i think views directly correlate to uh skill no matter what the topic uh it 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 just shows that i think whoever is doing versus now to get that kind of views just must be the best <laughs>
0: Yes, that is very true, but um, we won't we won't uh, we won't poke holes into that theory. Aww. But just so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you can find it on Popping, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. But we have already delayed it enough because we've got a wonderful special guest this week. Now, like I said, one of our topics this week is going to be the new format pioneer. So we wanted to bring in an expert on Pioneer. So we brought in someone who might be dead inside, but at least. Did not die of dysentery on the Oregon Trail. Brian Brown doing? How's it going?
2: You know, it's going great. I uh, I may not have died of dysentery, but I did lose a couple of oxen trying to ford the river. So, yes. you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, fortunately, I did, I did hunt some bison. Could only carry 200 pounds back to the wagon, but, uh, you know, you that win some, is, you lose some.
1: That is some exciting stuff, I have to say. And some other exciting stuff is we had MC5 here. So we were able to gather an expert that basically got to watch the entirety of coverage. That expert is none other than Brian Brown doing How you doing, BVD? Hey,
2: it is an honor and a privilege to be a guest on the Bash Bros. podcast. You know, uh, we're going to be talking some standard here, and, you know, I did get to watch uh almost every round of the mythic championship because I, I was so quickly eliminated. So yeah, I feel like I'm ready to go. Um, on, on <laughs> Truly that topic. an expert.
1: Yeah. Really an expert on uh, coverage watching, but
2: you know what? We have a, a, a very special guest for this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about post band standard. And so we brought in the only person who's ever cast Turn to Oko on the play and then still horribly lost the game. <laughs> Brian Brown doing. You know, it's, it's an honor to be a guest on the Vashro's podcast. I've spent my entire life waiting for this moment. My parents told me when I was four years old, they said, Brian, you're not going to go anywhere in life unless you spend 15 years of your life dedicated to a game that teaches you zero life skills to eventually end up on a very mediocre podcast. And, you know, I took that to heart. I took it to heart. I never oh, forgot that. Which
1: which other mediocre podcast were you on?
2: Uh, um, I was on the
1: <laughs>
0: Don't <Redacted>. answer that. <laughs> yeah, re- re- redacted. <laughs> yeah. I've been a
2: guest multiple times on the Redacted cast, and wow, they are bad. <laughs> they are bad.
0: They're just they're just they just try to make so many stupid jokes, and yeah. their content's not even that good.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like uh, you know, I don't want to give away who it is, but it's like two brothers, and uh, they're from yeah, another mother. Yeah, I mean,
0: they, they, they just really <laughs> beat a dead oxen and
2: Wait, they're over also and from over another, again. They're also from another father. Ooh, drama. Um,
1: <laughs> that'll be next week's topic. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm sorry. That was uh, sorry. Yeah, I thought I was on. Don't spoil it. I thought I was on Jerry Springer again. My bad.
0: All right. Again? So, <laughs> so we're actually we're actually going to tighten up the the screws on this ship, and yeah. we are going to uh, set sail on a lot of our topics. So we've got three big ones for everyone because it's been kind of a crazy week in magic. We're not doing any deep dive this week. We're just going to talk about a bunch of the random stuff. And so that's going to be Mythic Championship Five that happened last week. The new format wizards announced Pioneer, and um, the banning of uh, the banning of, of House the, Hill. The, <laughs> yes, the banning of hu- House hi- Hill. House, yeah, that's it. The haunting of House Hill. But
2: yeah. Hill House. It's Hill House. That's what <laughs> oh yeah. It's. The banning of Hill House. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. The banning of Hill House. Field of the Dead. And if standard is healthy, post banning.
1: So, Brad, uh, but- would you say since it's not a deep dive, would you? Are we doing like a gentle backstroke, or what? what would you call this? Episode? <laughs> we're
0: in the kiddie pool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're we're yeah. We're gonna start off with Mythic Championship Five. Now, Mythic Championship Five hap- took place this past weekend. It was the second Arena <laughs> Mythic Championship. It was held in Long Beach. Um, the format was standard. All 32 MPL competitors, 36 challengers showed up. Um it was, you know, everyone thought that phil of the Dead was gonna take over the format in the form of like Matt Golos or whatever. But we had some some crazy storylines. Um but Brian and I both got to go to it. And so you know we want to share experiences. Uh Brian, do you have any experiences for Mythic Championship five?
2: Uh no, I don't do you?
0: Yeah, no, it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we did wow, terribly. <laughs>
1: It sounds like I had more fun uh, watching Mythic Championship 5. Oh, uh... you
0: almost assuredly (laughs) did. You
1: didn't
2: have more fun watching. Nobody could have had more fun watching than I did because I watched so much of it.
0: (laughs) I watched all my hopes and dreams go down the the drain when I lost out on day two on tiebreakers. And yes, my pores are still... Just spouting salt. But Brad,
1: that I, could not have been the biggest defeat that you had that weekend. I think you lost really a lot of your Twitter street cred with uh, the Bant Ramp call. I, I, oh, I, no. Think... If
0: you do the math, <laughs> I said I'm giving up all my, my street cred. But <laughs> they did, in fact, have the same win percentage as I did.
2: All right. I'm going to gonna I'm gonna tell one story, actually, from this tournament because I think it's kind of gas. Uh, in round one of the event, I get paired against uh, Jean-Emmanuel Pra. And um, you know, we're playing game one and it's it's the Bant Golos And um my hand's really good, but I'm kind of building up towards a late game, and I know that he doesn't have Kenrith in his deck, so as long as I can just survive forever, I'll eventually win with Kenrith. Um and so like I I'm like slowly deploying to the board and so on, just keeping pace with him. He ends up having a big turn and making a lot of creatures. So on my turn, I'm gonna go uh, you know, attack. And kill your Teferi with my Hydroid crisis, uh, cast Time Wipe second main phase, and then play Golos. And then play a land, and suddenly I'll have a nice board again, I'll have another Krasis back in my hand, a, t- a ton of mana to activate it, like, I'm looking pretty good. And so I, I go ahead and, like, I just go to combat, um, I send my Krasis at his Teferi, I send all my zombies at him, and he just forgets to block. And he just takes exactly lethal damage. What? a ton of zombies in play. And he just didn't block any of my creatures and just took... He was at 16 life and just took exactly 16 damage and just and died. He,
1: and he took second.
2: <laughs> and then he beat me both post-board games, went 5-0, and got second in the tournament, and I scrubbed out. But <laughs> I just I just thought that was a really cool story of, like, you know what? you can You can make a horrible punt in round one of a tournament, and you can still play on from there. Like, a lot of people would just be destroyed by that, you know? Like... They'd yeah. be like, "Wow, I chucked a game uh for no reason. Like I literally just threw a game away, and then it just eats at them for the rest of the of the event or the rest of the round or yeah, even or their life,
1: event. yeah, or their but entire hon- life, yeah." But honestly, the nice thing about John and Mandy to probably he was either just like take a deep breath, sit back, and be like, "Okay." BBD has not won a match at these Mythic Arena tournaments. <laughs> I should still be okay.
0: Here. <laughs> I mean, he also he also chucked a game to um, Mango in in the top the top four. I don't know how to say it anymore. Now that it's double bracket elimination. Well, I'm just gonna say the match. Maybe it's called the finals before the grand finals. The, the loser bracket. finals. The, the
2: lower finals. The lower the, finals, yeah. The, I like to call um, it the losers finals, but I like the
0: losers finals too. Um, <laughs> I also call that the elimination match when you went when you were two three, you were playing the lunar losers finals,
2: yeah, because that was the
0: final match for of the loser. my tournament,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was a loser, yeah,
1: yeah. There's
2: a, I, there's a there's a there's a song about that.
1: I want to clarify that this podcast is not uh, John Emmanuel Dupra bashing podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm
0: actually like super impressed with everything he does, but like the thing about magic is everyone makes mistakes. Like, and I think a lot of us that I think arenas made a lot of us pros soft. And mm-hmm. there's just mistakes all over the place when I watch this coverage. Maybe it's just Dude. harder to play an arena, but there's just a ton of mistakes. Speak for I made yourself,
2: a, okay? I, arena. I, I
0: am speaking for myself. I made a mistake on, lo, uh, on camera when I played Kai.
2: I, I, no, like, you're saying that arena has made a soft? No, it's, it's the donuts that have made me soft. Oh, and the egg rolls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is not arena. <laughs>
1: it's that pampered Seattle life, huh, boys?
2: Well, it was long before
0: Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yes, uh, I mean the MC Five was a tournament that we participated in, and that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to Pioneer. On. <laughs> all right, so Monday Wizards, we, we knew a banned and restricted list would come out, and a lot everyone assumed that Phil of the Dead would be on it. Um, but I was pushing for for some other stuff um as well and while I was excited to see that announcement a different announcement came out and I'm like whoa wizards hold up you go months without giving us information and now you're giving us all on monday oh
1: so yeah.
2: they used they used to do announcements for announcements now they're just doing multiple announcements at the same time i mean it's just there's
0: too <laughs> much it's, it's, to handle it's a step in the right direction in my opinion yeah yeah but they announced a brand new magic format pioneer and now i I know everyone's heard of it because my entire Twitter feed is solely pioneer crap
1: and can we can we uh show how fast there's already a pioneer decklist popped up that was arena decklist that's they're they're really impressively fast to act on that why why are we never acting on things like that boys
2: because we're lazy
1: oh yeah also
0: that's also, right. That's right. also <laughs> because it's not I mean I'll just be honest it's not content that I want to create yeah like I I am I, I, I think arena arena decklists Um, Twitter is a very good tool for a lot of people, but I've gotten, I get no value out of it. Yeah. Like I, I just don't. And so like, I don't want to, you know, just retweet people. I want to make my own content. I'm a snob (laughs) and I'm going to start making my own content. I got YouTube bumpers and everything. Oh, wow. Bumpers. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I've got new emotes coming. I'm, I'm, I found out about this website that you can hire graphic designers to do stuff for a reasonable price. And I'm going ham. (laughs)
1: Wow, well, after the cast, teach me how to do that because I am doing the opposite of Ham. I am going basic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing you're going basic because you cannot have Fetchlands and Pioneer.
1: Yeah, Um. good segue.
0: Yeah, P- Pioneer is a <laughs> brand new format that is, I, I believe, Return to Ravnica. That's cracked, right?
1: Return to yep. Ravnica and yep. forward, yep.
0: <laughs> return to Ravnica and forward. So think modern, except instead of starting in Mirrodin Block, or was it Mirrodin Block? I think it was. Um, uh,
2: it was it was eighth edition in Meriden, yeah.
0: Eighth edition of Meriden. Now it's return to Ravnica up. Brand new format. Effectively, like I, I keep saying, modern because it's like modern. It's going to keep building. The format's going to keep getting bigger. They're not rotating sets. Yeah. And they already started a ban list. And instead of being like when they brought modern out and uh, they banned just a bunch of random cards that were good at their standard time, they're starting the format off with a lot of lead-in time to the actual events, and they're only banning Fetch Lens. They're saying that Pioneer is a brand-new format where Fetch Duel is not going to define the format. Which and I, I like that. Which and I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, because when we had Fetch Duel even in Standard, it really limited the amount of cards we were playing with. I think we were only playing with 10% of the card pool because mm-hmm. it didn't matter what colors you were playing. You were playing, like, Siege Rhino or Crackling Doom in your deck. Every or deck both. had one or the other, or both, to be yeah. fair, that, yeah. that was
2: actually, like, uh, 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 that was actually a good format.
0: It was a great format. I enjoyed playing it, but I understand if the, the like these formats are here to give value to cards that are just sitting in your closet. Yeah. And yeah. and that's not going to happen if Fetch Duel just makes the top 5% the only playable cards.
1: And I think it really incentivizes creativity. Like we are, I mean, especially in these early times, we're just seeing so many decks and so many different iterations of decks that it's it's really exciting to see Now we are going to see, you know, metagames, uh, condense and the best deck, you know, will, will rise, but it, it just leads so much time and so many new cool things. So I, I'm pretty excited about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being like the Lewis and Clark of pioneer, like basically entirely lost until someone else guides me what to do. And then take all credit for it after the fact. So that's <laughs> that is my goal for Pioneer.
0: Oh yeah, no. I... <laughs> you want to
1: end up in North Dakota though?
2: Uh start in well, North Dakota. Oh, you and start in North Dakota. Okay. Then... I
1: I really shouldn't make geography jokes because I'm horrendous at it. I really took a stab in the dark there, so
2: Yeah, and then and then uh and then end up on the West Coast. But
0: you know what? That's where I'm at right now. So So I I, I wanna make my joke though. I'm going to be the Columbus of Pioneer where You're I just to... murder everyone in my way.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to be the the crazy lady that has nine cats as a pioneer and just play infinite cats constantly.
0: Yeah, well, that that's the thing. So everyone's trying to break the format, but Wizards even said they're going to aggressively ban things as the format evolves on Magic Online. So, you know, I've been streaming uh, a few times this week already and because of the Pioneer announcement, literally every other person's asking me about Pioneer and I keep telling them like I'm don't I'm not interested in the format yet because I don't I I don't really want to play format where I have to find the broken deck. They ban it, and then I have to find the broken deck again, and then they ban it, and then eventually we have a format. Brad, you'd much did rather that spend my time, weekend. but you're not just did that. I'd much rather be playing standard, where we find the broken deck, they ban it, we find the next broken deck, they ban it, and then we have our format.
1: Okay, okay.
2: But yeah, but Brad, you're never gonna find the broken deck in Pioneer. I'm gonna find the broken deck. I'm gonna play it, and then you're gonna play like Jund and go 0-4 or something.
0: Or... You wanna, you wanna bet? Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I don't. I don't want to bet. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I
2: do, Oh, you're you're asking me to uh, to do something illegal. You ask me to do something against uh, against uh, my contract. Well,
0: we, can't, we can't bet monetarily. You guys, oh, nobody's going to. Brian, Brian, okay, fine, fine, Brian. We don't have to do the bet. Just concede to me that <laughs> that 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 I won't do this. I'll do you never
2: guys... scoop this argument.
1: Yeah. All right, all right. You guys right. do realize you're never going to play the format, right? They they happen at uh, Magic Fest, a uh, thing no, that you no, guys yeah. don't
0: attend. Well, the next PT is Pioneer, bro. Really? Yeah, yes. and we get to say P- PT again because we are no longer pros, but we are, in fact, players. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I
2: want to be clear about one thing that, that impressed me at uh, the Mythic Championship last weekend is is they gave us all a badge that we used to get into the tournament. And, uh, on, on my ma- on my badge, it said player on it. And I was like, I was talking to Brad. I was like, I finally figured it out. Like, that's why it's called the players tour. I'm a player and I'm, <laughs> I'm part of the tour. Like the, it, it all started to finally come together for me. And I, and, wow. and,
0: and wow. I've gotten really sick of my, my peers. So you would consider me a player hater.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I didn't player hater. I, and I, didn't, was I didn't really you were have, get that. I didn't really have a ball with that joke. So, oh, okay. <laughs> the player hater's ball. A Dave Chappelle skit. Yeah.
0: All right, but the the, the thing about Pioneer that I want to really hammer home is there's going to be a lot of content. Even Russ Merriam said he's going to make a podcast on Pioneer, which I, I'm just going to say he already I, did. He already I know, did. but <laughs> I give I give Russ uh, a tough time a lot but I actually feel bad for him for starting a pioneer podcast because that means that even weeks where he's not playing pioneer, he's going to have to think of pioneer content every week. That seems really challenging. Like you really, he's setting the bar really high for pioneer lovers. Like when you do a podcast, you have to set the bar really, really fucking low, <laughs> <Just> super low. <laughs> and then you raise it up and then people are like, wow. This is getting better. And then they're like, hey, guys, this podcast is getting better. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to listen to it again. That's how you run a podcast. Yeah.
2: Damn well, right. fortunately, this episode is us regressing back to the horrible ways we were before. So, yeah. Hey, we're, we're- well,
1: uh, Brian Brown, doing. have you ever heard of WoW Classic? This is Bash Bro's podcast classic. classic.
2: <laughs> Not only have I heard of WoW Classic, but I am PH thinking about uh, WoW I, I Classic. Don't even,
0: I don't even know why you guys think that we're going, we're regressing. Like, I've got a lot of information here. I have the GPs that are going to support Pioneer written down. I have a link to the announcement in case I forgot something. And I just remembered that our editor, Jonathan, put that all into our notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah And, and, I, and honestly, it wasn't me.
1: And honestly, y'all, I think for us to regress, we have to at first make progress. So I think we're still just in the same spot.
2: No, I, I, our last two episodes were actually pretty good. I mean, this one sucks, but the yeah. last two are at least great. <laughs> All right, let, let's actually talk about let's actually talk about Pioneer, though. Let's... Yeah,
1: because honestly, Brad, one thing that you said as far as like people, <clears throat> I don't know if they're if Pioneer is gonna you know have the huge player base. I had one versus live, and we just had a ton of viewers, just a ton. I really think people are are oh, loving this format. I didn't say that it's not that's, gonna have a
0: player base. That's not what I said. Yeah, I uh, I said I'm not interested in the format until it becomes a format. Like right now, it's just trying to find all the broken things, win a couple matches on Moto, and then Wizards bans that thing. Like
2: yeah, c- but th- you're th- you're 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 assuming that that's gonna be the case.
0: Well, like, I am assuming that's going to be the case. But that's not healthy. necessarily the
2: case. Like with when when modern started out, they banned like they had one tournament where a lot of degenerate stuff happened. They banned like 40 cards for no reason. And <laughs> then um and there were a lot of cards that just started modern out banned like for no reason. And they've like been slowly like Jay Stoneforge all those cards. They've been taking oh, those yeah. cards off the ban list and they've been totally fine. They might have even made the format better if they'd been legal for a while. Like I mean, I played that no ban list modern tournament, and a lot of the cards that are banned in modern are not really that good. And yeah. and so, I, like, you're assuming that Pioneer is a format that's going to require like massive amounts of bans to be a, a format. That's not necessarily true. I mean, it, uh, it, but, it's 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 starting from Return to Ravnica, so a lot of these like degenerate stupid cards are not even in the format.
0: Well, okay, yeah. I, I'm being hyperbolic here. I'm talking about like the two card combos. I think that. Uh, Maybe they're not good enough, but I assume that like counter cat or just guy ascendancy with the new one, two, the, like, uh, Emery there, there, these things I think will eventually have to go.
1: Yeah. But there's not really artifacts to support Emery. And then the, the Sihili cat, like, I mean, you can just play a ballista and break up that combo. Like I, I, I am kind of with BBD on this too. I wouldn't be shocked if there is like within a year we have one to two max band cards. You know, I will I, I pie be bet shocked. the
0: shit out of you on that one. <laughs> Can we stop
2: betting on things? Seriously. But yeah, like I, I, uh, I, I think that, uh, I, I, I mean, who knows? Like we, like everyone is just assuming that the format is going to suck and require bands. Maybe it will. Like we don't really know, but like, I, I don't know. I, I I don't like I don't like the like, oh, let's hate on something before we even know what it is kind of stuff. Like, no,
0: I'm not yeah. trying to hate on it. I think you're I'm trying to I, I guess I was being hyperbolic. I'm saying that me, a lot of people find this this interesting and I think it's going to be cool. But for me, the value of a format is the, the amount that I get to interact. That's that's what I'm looking for. But you don't
2: know that interaction won't be good.
0: I completely agree with you, but I'm saying that I, I also, with with Mythic Championships coming up, I'm not going to just jump on Magic Online personally right now and just start exploring this format. I'm looking forward to once a defined metagame shows up and I see some like refined decklists, I might actually have interest in playing this. Look, we've got we've got like um like two big events coming up that the formats have changed and I have to learn Limit and stuff. I'm just saying that from a personal standpoint. I I know I shouldn't just be personal when I do a podcast. But um, I I wasn't trying to attack this format. This isn't modern. The reason I don't like modern is because of, like, the degenerate things we can't interact with that have constantly plagued the format. I agree, this format doesn't have those things. It will have a couple combos that are probably going to get banned, and then that's when I'm going... That's when my interest is going to get peaked. That's all I was trying to say.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying that, like... I I understand that. Like, I'm not going to have time to test Pioneer either, but, like... I just I I I'm just sick of people like already being like Pioneer's gonna suck. It's like you don't know that. Like, get give give new things a chance. That's that's my motto. Just give yeah. give things a chance. And if it's something that you don't like, then let other people like it. Like, well, yeah, I, awesome. I don't know. I I, I I I'm I'm excited about Pioneer actually. I, yeah, I,
1: me too. I, and oh, sorry, BBD finishers.
2: Like I, I have I do have some issues with Pioneer, but it has nothing to do with the format itself. It has to do with, um. I don't understand what Watsy is doing. Uh, like they they're, they they release Pioneer, uh, which I, I yeah I'm excited about Pioneer. I think it's I I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. You know whatever like p- cool things people are doing with it. Uh, but my thing about Pioneer is that it's not on MTG Arena. It's it's only on Magic Online and uh like they're i mean they just released MTG Arena from beta and like you know they they just held this massive tournament on MTG Arena and they're trying to like make arena their flagship product and now they're trying to the now they're pushing us back towards magic online I, I just
0: well and and they're and and we're only what a month or two away from historic the yeah. uh, arena version of pioneer effectively
2: right yeah now they're yeah they're also releasing historic which I mean, I, I, like, I thought, I had low hopes for Historic anyway, but, uh, because there's just not enough sets there to make a thing out of it, but, like, releasing Historic around the same time of Pioneer, is just gonna weigh out Class Historic, so I, I don't under, really understand what they're doing, and, um, I, you know, I hope, Do and it's, it sounds like they said they had no plans of, 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 putting Pioneer on MTG Arena, I, I don't get it, like, I just, I don't get that. so, though. so here's,
0: here's a working theory, um. I just (laughs) thought of it here. Do you think that this is a bet like uh, a bed of needles attack on the way we view formats where before we always had like three or four formats? We had the limited format block standard extended and vintage, and then they kind of took extended and turned it into legacy and modern or whatever. And then um, however, this played out. Do you think that like them having multiple different formats on Arena multiple different ones that are supported in real life um will allow people to pick and choose which cards they actually get to play with because you know for someone that wants to go back and play certain cards on Arena that they've liked that have now rotated like you know finding the home for Hazard exact for an example or something I don't even know if Hazard's on Arena Um, um I don't I think it
1: is think I don't that think they so. there's no gods
0: uh ooh, that's well that's incorrect
2: there's a ketra there's
1: whatever there's there's none of the original you know scarab god hazard so
2: i'm pretty sure those cards actually are on arena i'm pretty sure the closed beta was with amonkhet and then they just didn't release that as a set it was yeah it was
0: yeah yeah i think you're right um but so like who knows how they want this to work and, and function maybe they're thinking if we support a bunch of different formats and maybe they're throwing a lot of stuff on the wall to see what sticks. Um, that's
1: what I think.
0: I mean, there's there's a huge fear that if Legacy, Modern, Pioneer, and um, Historic all exist, that it just kind of fractures the player base. Um, I mean, that's a lot of different decks and standard. I mean, of course, Historic's arena only.
2: I don't think um, that that will fracture. I don't think that that will happen. I actually, I have a theory for why they did this, and that theory is that because MTG Arena is standard only, and because they're like they like they because they're they're gonna have all these events on Arena, like these MCQs, um, Arena only tournaments, like we've seen a couple this year, uh, and so on, that they wanted another format besides. So they don't support like WotC doesn't really support Legacy, which. I am friends with a lot of legacy people because I, I love the format, um, and they're all upset about it. But like, I mean, it's just it makes sense. They they can't reprint dual lands and dual lands are worth like five hundred dollars. Of course, they're not going to support legacy, um, in in a, in a in a major way. Like, they'll run some legacy GPS, but they can't support legacy in a big way, no matter how much the legacy community wants them to.
1: Yeah, or they so have that to reprints, with... and that makes the co- the community really upset that own those cards.
2: So that, that leaves it to, like, they have Limited and they have Modern as formats that aren't standard, and that's a that's pretty pretty low pickings. So I think they want Pioneer, and they might even do something with, like, popper too, Two, uh, just so they have a, a variety of formats for paper tournaments, uh, because I, I think they want to move away from doing a lot of standard paper tournaments because of MTG Arena being, like, only standard. Yeah. I think they don't want people, like, I think they don't want to over... Uh, saturate uh, magic with standard only, especially because of how fast standard becomes solved or degenerate. Like standard is just a bad format that's so easily solved and so easily broken, and is so often bad that if they make it their like if they make too many tournaments every single year standard, I think people will drive away from magic. And so I, I think they're really trying to diversify like formats, and I think that's that, I, that's my theory for why they came out with. Uh, pioneer
1: yeah that makes sense to me because even if we look at you know we just had arena uh mc5 here and we have mc6 in what like two or three weeks they would be dying to play a non-standard format there just because it's something different that would catch eyes but we've had modern as every single mythic championship that wasn't on arena in the last you know whatever year so i mean if they could go like modern, well M- then MC- mc1 was standard that's true, but that was before arena championships, right? Mm, like,
2: sure, I mean it was yeah. part of the it was part of the same season. But yeah, but since
1: but once my point is once they've gotten into the arena, uh, pro mythic championships. Yeah. Since then, they have not had a standard mythic championship up until Richmond because they did want to do exactly that, diversify, and they didn't want to just think, oh, this is all standard. But then they realized, oh crap, the people that aren't getting invited to these arena tournaments they don't want to just play modern constantly. So, okay, we're going to throw them a standard bone here. But if they could throw a bone to just a Pioneer format, you know, or just another format that isn't modern, uh, you know, it, it would still kind of serve the same purpose I mean, and give some people something fresh.
0: I agree. I wish, I don't even know what the logistics would be. I wish they announced Pioneer a month ago and Richmond was Pioneer for the first test, just like Philadelphia was for the modern test. Because we found out about mo- modern, like, two weeks out or something
2: oh i would love that i would love that oh yeah i mean this is only relevant for a very small number of people but mythic championship five six and seven are all within a two-month period of each other and they're all standard and five and seven are both arena only mythics with which with like 68 competitors so they're pretty you know it's not relevant to to you know honestly very many people but three tournaments in a row that are all standard is, is kind of
1: bad. Is it all this standard too? Like there's, Oh yeah.
0: Oh, and, and it's our split. So I brought this up. So in the MPL this year, there were nine, um, or there were 10 ways to accrue mythic points to figure out if you're going to stay in the MPL or get relegated to, um, rivals, uh, for this season. And four of those ten events are the same format. Nice. That's just insane to me.
2: Nice. It, it might even be a little... Wasn't wasn't the last split of last time also with Throne of Eldraine?
0: No, the... the No, it wasn't. It was only the first split of... of it was the redo. do Pieter one.
2: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking that that was the fourth one of last split. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. yeah. I like
0: yeah. how I said it was the Reed-Duke-Piotr one, even though Reed went a oh, one. <laughs> it's the Piotr one, the <laughs> canister one. Right. Um, yeah, it, yeah. But, yeah, all, all the other ones were, were uh, scapeshift or whatever. I
2: actually, what? like, I had a, a theory that even if uh there were, even if, there wasn't anything worth banning in standard that they would ban something anyway, just so they didn't have three tournaments in a row that were exactly the same format. Yes.
0: I wanted yeah. that too.
1: And maybe, so. maybe that's why they're uh, leaving Richmond with Oco or witness. Whoa, whoa. We're, then... we're, we're
0: stepping too forward. Let's, let's wrap up pioneer and then we'll get to exactly that.
1: Okay. Well, I want to make one last point about uh, what BBD touched on as far as historic and pioneer. Like, I, I honestly think historic is just, it's not going to be supported by any, you know, professional level. I All it is is saying that people that use their wild cards to get, you know, vampires or whatever, you still get to play with them for fun. It, it's basically just saying, please, are you happy with uh, your value kind of disintegrating here? I, I mean, I think that's all historic really is. I, but I mean- that's...
2: like that's bad though
1: yeah of course that's bad but they there's no other solution that they can really do as far as on arena right now without introducing pioneer cards or without introducing modern cards which i mean i'm not a coder or anything i don't know exactly how any of that works but from the from reading it it seems impossible um look
0: look if they put a bunch of other sets onto arena it risks functionality and we put a fox on there and it took it all down (laughs) So let's let's, it was an let's elemental not ask fucks. for more sets.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I would I would say let's uh make sure that your game just when you're done with your game you go to sideboarding right away before we introduce eleven sets to the Yeah,
0: client.
2: I just I just think the historic thing's kind of a slap in the face though because like they, they, they have Historic coming out and they just released like they just released Pioneer. Pioneer's obviously outclasses historic. Um, in so many different ways. And like, if you want to craft historic cards with your wild cards, you have to invest two wild cards per one historic card. I don't know that's anymore. They, they, they No, they,
1: they, already, they, changed they okay, already changed it. They already changed that. It's, it's already down to one. I mean, yeah, they realized, you know, it should, why. It should be even <laughs>
2: less than one though. Like, it
0: well, be, it, should it should be, be less than one, yeah. but the problem with less than one is then people just keep playing historic and not play standard. Yeah. It's from, it's from a money standpoint that makes sense. Arena has to make money. I don't think
2: that's true, though, because I don't think anyone's going to play Historic.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I guarantee that you will play Historic, Brian.
2: Because they're going to make tournament out of it? Yes, of course they're going to make tournaments out of it next year. Sure.
0: Um, And honestly, I don't think... I think Historic and Pioneer are very similar to each other, in my opinion, that it comes down to the health of the format. Standard, we're going to get into this, too. Standard is frustrating right now because the health is bad, but sometimes Standard is great. Yeah. So, if pioneer and historic are both like monitored correctly then we might actually see these formats be healthy and i'm i'm on the opposite side now i say this from a very privileged standpoint i'm excited about historic i'm excited about the new commander what's it what's it called why can't i remember this brawl i'm excited for new things to show up on arena that might stick around longer than a week because when these random formats show up i actually get in and play them i personally. Would like to see standard singleton be a competitive format. I think that's a better format than brawl. I think brawl is just kind of, um, just not it, that's what makes it casual to me is that you have a commander, but I think singleton can be a very healthy competitive format. Um,
1: well, they but, should just have all these formats available to people all the time, you know. I mean, Modo can support like. I don't know, 11 different formats right now. Arena, you should have more than just rotating formats. Well, it's, it's not a
2: it's, functionality it's, thing. It's a it's a keeping it fresh thing.
0: It's a McRib thing. Yeah. It's honestly like McRib mentality. If the McRib was around all the time, no one would eat it cuz it's disgusting. But because you haven't had one in 2 years, you're like, "Well, I only have a month. I'll try it again." Yep, still disgusting.
2: Right, I mean, and, I just uh, I just remember the fact that it's gross, and I, n- I never order it. But yeah, it's, well, it, I mean, it's exactly people, that mentality. But... Yes,
0: yeah, and so like when they when Singleton rolls up for only four days, a lot of people start playing it because it's a break from the norm. But if Singleton was around all the time, people wouldn't queue up.
2: Yeah, that makes yeah, it would it would get broken too. Those yes, formats always yeah. break.
0: Yes, um but I do think that historic is going to be a competitive arena format for the MPL next year, and I think that's actually kind of cool to break it up and not just be on standard, but we can go down this rabbit hole forever. Um, We actually have um, two more topics that we want to get to today, but I think that that's a great place for us to leave it. Unless anyone has any uh, closing thoughts.
2: I I do want to say, I want to say two things about uh, pioneer. The first is that uh, for people who are brewing with pioneer, you you should be doing something degenerate um, because like, if if your deck looks like a fair deck, it's probably not going to be very good unless you have a wealth of cheap interaction it's probably not going to be a great deck because uh just the nature of a new format that's unregulated there's probably going to be some disgusting combinations of cards between sets that have never really interacted together that uh are going to do something really powerful uh so you should be trying to do something degenerate that's point number one point number two is i'm going to be playing off that ghost council in my deck (laughs) <laughs> and it is not degenerate at all. So I suspect I'll be doing a lot of losing. But Well,
1: VVD, I think you'll be happy about this. Uh, the one deck I won with when I played Pioneer on Versus was a concoction from your world's winning uh, Bant Humans deck. And oh my God, that deck is still awesome and super fun.
2: Sweet. <laughs> well i do like to hear that yeah yeah my band humans deck that i designed myself
1: yeah. Dude, yeah. yes <laughs> uh, can we
0: just can i just tell the quick story about that because that's still one of my favorite stories of magic's history
1: sure it's your all right
0: so real quick the pro tour before that the only deck that wizards posted yeah that wizards posted that went like 9-1 or 10-0 or something was a band humans deck so when i got home from that tournament now, I, I believe I did well at that. No, I didn't. I, 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 got, I did well enough to qualify for Worlds, but I went 5-5 with an Emerald deck. But a bad humans deck actually did the best in the tournament. And I was like, that's interesting. So I just, I, I don't even test with people. Back then I was testing for, with people for Invitationals, but we were working with uh, Team Eureka and they all played Suicide Zoo at the time. Well, now it's called that Death, Death Shadow Aggro and then it got banned. Um, <laughs> but I was working on that deck Um, for Modern and I had all the help from them. So I focused a lot on this Humans deck and I was crushing on Magic Online. So that's what I played at the Invitational and I smashed with the deck and I made top eight, losing in top four to to JD and now working at Wizards. So then Brian and I go to Worlds, we test, I convince everyone to play humans. We all do pretty badly except Brian with it who wins the tournament. And so the reason that all of this happened and Humans started getting popular, how you qualified, Corey, was yep. because I saw this person go nine one with Ban Humans on, on coverage. Then somebody comes up to Brian and how did that conversation go, Brian?
2: <laughs> yeah, somebody came up to me and I, I can't remember the exact conversation word for word or whatever, but they basically said something to the effect of, uh, of like, hey, uh, when you uh, played that Ban Humans deck at Worlds, like, did you uh, did you base it off of this deck from the Pro Tour? And I was like, yeah, that's where Brad started playing it from, and then we we all went from there. And I was like, yeah, that was uh, that was a buddy of mine. Uh, he actually went uh, five and five at that pro tour. They just put his deck list down wrong.
0: <laughs> no way! Yeah! <laughs> what, or maybe he went
2: four and six. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah,
0: he did, he did bad. Yeah, <laughs> I think he went four and six. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah, like, they, like, our trajectory of top four in the invitation on Brian Winnie Worlds started with a typo from a Wizards employee. Our well, Our
2: life was based on a lie.
0: No, yes.
1: hell, and literally me being a content yes. creator right now. I That that, that yeah. changed everything for me.
0: Whoever screwed that content up, thank you. <laughs> yeah. it, it actually helped all three of us that you screwed up royally.
1: Wait, I know this podcast would not be a thing if that person <laughs> did not have a typo. Wow. Oh,
0: 100% this won't be a thing. If that person did not screw that up, I I honestly believe this won't be a thing. Wow, I, what, I, do want, but, I want to say that that's just we that never keyboard. we
2: never actually went back and verified so it it this is just what somebody told me it's possible that this isn't you know what i'm saying i just want to I, get our bases clear on this
0: i kind of want to live in this lie even if. oh yeah lie. i want to oh, live yeah. in the
2: lie yeah I, I i don't want i don't want the lie to be uh yeah. to be ruined
1: but. give me
0: that red pill
1: <laughs> yeah, we need Ashton no, no, Kutcher you up. The blue, in,
0: you want the? Oh, blue I want pill. the blue pill. Yeah, yeah.
1: We need Ashton Kutcher up in here for that sweet butterfly effect that caused this
0: podcast. Oh, I went with <laughs> Matrix. You went with Butterfly Effect. Yeah. And when great you said movie. Ashton
2: Kutcher, I thought you were talking about punked because uh, we got punked, and it was you know in a good way. <laughs>
1: no, we're punking our audience for that clicked on this uh this podcast. Right. Yeah. Next topic. What do we got? Bro? Shut up, Meg.
0: <laughs> Shut up, wow. Meg. <laughs> wow. Because Ashton Kutcher married to Meg, yeah.
2: no, he's not. Yeah, yes, he, he is. is. Is he?
0: Yeah, like he's Kunis? married yeah. to my, me, Mia Kunez or whatever.
2: I thought he was married to Demi. Uh, that so well,
0: that was over many years ago. No, uh, they, well, I'm, I'm also in, also I'm, Ashton, I'm Ashton Kutcher was was uh, Mia Kunez's first kiss on that '70s show. First true kiss, and then they got married. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cinderella it's, it's a, story. It's a Cinderella story, but not a Cinderella story. It's just two very rich people. <laughs> yeah.
1: say, it's, it's a
0: Cinderella
2: story between two incredibly rich and privileged people.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our last our last uh, topic for the day is the standard banning and the, the current health of the format. So, as everyone knows, on Monday, Phil the Dead was banned. I wrote up a long Twitter thread on Sunday that had a, a decent amount of, of traction that pretty much explained why i think Phil the Dead and nissa should have been banned and effectively it's that nissa and Phil the Dead are the two most powerful pillars and if we get rid of both of them then i think we'll have a healthy format i don't i think oko is a symptom not a disease and that oko allows nissa to interact with players which is kind of you know bs because nissa just now lives when it used to die They're, like before oko nissa used to come down and sometimes just die now right. it never dies. And, and that's like a really bad thing for, the, for that card because Nissa's is so degenerate after it untaps. Um, but they didn't ban Nissa because, um, you know, there there might be a, a world... I'm sorry that I'm going on a little soapbox here. <coughs> there might be a world where if no other control deck or effectively something else doesn't replace field at the top, that there's enough ways mm-hmm. to exploit um, Simic or banned decks now. For example, I've been playing Selesnya Adventure and just bra- like beating the crap out of every single Oko deck I play against. Yeah. Um, but that deck wasn't good because the Bant Golos decks had wraths and they really punished the Go White strategies. And the new go like the new control strategies have a tough time actually beating um Selesnya after Cyborg because of cards like Gideon and Questing Beast, where you know they're not like fill of the dead decks that would go wrath and then Golos make three zombies. It's a way different game plan.
1: No, and honestly, I've been playing, you know, Green Black Adventures and a very similar story to uh, what you're experiencing, Brad. Like it was a deck that was held back by Golos because, you know, it was so hard to uh, generate power after a Wrath effect. But I mean, these these innkeeper strategies as well with a mixture of like Noxious Grass, and even now you're allowed to play like Garrick in Green Black Adventures to kind of stop Wicked Wolf from kind of taking over a game because it's so unkillable. Like, I I think there's ways to beat this Simic deck if the metagame is so condensed where you can dedicate a lot of slots. Now, maybe that's an unhealthy format just because you have to dedicate so many slots to beat a particular deck. And I've even seen decks that, like, main deck a couple Noxious Grasp, and that is the sign of an unhealthy format. But I I wouldn't, you know, be jumping um, to try to ban something again from it without giving the people time to adjust to basically and, a one-deck metagame
0: right now.
2: And here I've been playing WoW Classic because the standard format is so horrifically bad that I wouldn't be caught dead <laughs> playing it.
0: All right, I, w- I will let you all in on this. We asked Brian to be the special guest this week, and Brian's like, under one condition, I can rant about the health of standard. And I was like, and then I will add a condition. And he's like, what? And I'm like, we get to insult you three times at the beginning of this episode. And he's like, well, I'm adding another condition. And I'm like, what's that? I get to insult myself for one of them.
2: Yeah. And so here we are. I was like, I'm adding another condition. It must be four times. All right. So I think they should have banned, uh, you said Field of the Dead. Is there anything else that should have been banned? Yes. They should have also banned Gilded Goose and Nyssa. Just get rid of all that crap. Get it out of my format. I, okay. I think that. This is the worst standard format that I have ever played in my life and I think it is even worse than before the banning of Field of the Dead. And I know that's going to sound like doomsday hy- hyperbolic and it, but I I honestly I don't I don't like to be hyperbolic about this kind of stuff generally speaking, but wow, this format is 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 so unbelievably bad. Uh number 1 mana ex- one mana cr- uh, mana accelerants are just so... Like, they just do not promote good standard formats. uh, Like, like Lana War Elves. Uh, or, like, the last time was it Arboreal? Not Arboreal. Arbor Elf. All those cards like that. When, whenever those cards are in standard, they just, like, create these nut draw formats where if your opponent's on the play and they play an elf, you, you just pack your cards in a lot of the times because you just can never keep up with it. It's just... It's just... Like, that's just... Standard doesn't have the tools to generally keep pace with those kinds of draws, and then when your opponent doesn't have the elf on turn one, then their deck's going to look weak, and they're going to draw a bunch of elves later in the game that do nothing, and the games are just going to be stupid. Like, I've been playing a lot of Simic in this format, and the games are so incredibly unfun, where one person just has Gilded Goose into Oko, and the other person can't win. Or one person plays turn three Nissa, and then the other person can't win. Or occasionally, both players have nut draws and they bounce off each other, and then both players effectively do nothing until whoever top decks the best card to get out of it, and that person wins. It just, there's a lot of decisions to be made, but it is not fun, and it doesn't, and it feels like it's very snowball y, it's very die roll dependent, it's very much like rolling dice to see who wins. And I just, I'm having zero fun playing this format. And I, I, I just think it is a degenerate, not fun format. And um, uh, there, there's a lot of things that are wrong with it. Like green. Green has the best uh, fixing. It has the best card draw. It has the best planeswalkers. It has the best aggressive haste creatures. It has the best acceleration. Um, and it has the, the, best, most... oh, it has the best interaction. Yep. It has the best removal spells. as has Oko and Wicked Wolf. And it has, it has the best counter spell in Veil of Summer. Mm-hmm. it just has green just has everything in this format. No.
1: I, I mean, me and you called this like right at the beginning, BBD. I feel like, you know, we may have, uh, guided our attention into the wrong way, but both of us just went to like green abs decks, right. And just tried to abuse the power of paradise druid. And now that, you know, there is a shell that a better green shell, <laughs> but I mean, you know, we were even kind of doing these things at the beginning and just recognizing how much better green is going to be than anything. And, You know, I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassingly um, the best color by a lot.
0: I mean, I don't know what you're trying to say. You two built a bad obs on deck. I I built Simic Day Zero.
2: (laughs) I built Golos Day Negative One. You did before before M twenty came out. Um, they the like I was contacted by Wizards of the Coast and they're like, we want to show you two cards from M twenty and it was Golos and Field of the Dead and I built. The I built the list that 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 uh, Jean Emmanuel de got second place at the last Magic oh, Championship. Oh, cool! You
0: did. Oh, you did that. Well, I built bant humans before I was even a human. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> I, wow, built
2: wow, I built wow, the deck. I built the original deck of Magic.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually built Richard Garfield. Yeah, wow, he was a Richard Garfield cyborg.
2: And his mother. I'm going
1: to throw this out there, boys. What do you guys think about us, like, bringing this episode home strong? Or should we just derail it and continue?
2: We should derail it the same way that standard's playability has been derailed. (laughs) Well, no, it's it's
0: like, Brian, you you make so many good points. Like, this this blue-green deck, last format, had no interaction. Now, it has the most interaction. Like, it went yeah. from not interacting with the opponent. Like, literally, you just tried to play ramp creatures and play Nissa and then mass manipulate as much as you could to try to catch back up in games. Or to like, now...
1: Voracious Hydra, but that's it.
0: Yeah, but now it's just an actual mid-range deck. Like, this is the rock, right? This is, like, a lot of early, small, like, minuscule card advantage effects, like, that builds into a bunch of late-game game card advantage and you just win by attrition in your opponent out while also trying to beat them down it it's an exploitable strategy but it's not exploitable in many ways there's only really go wider or maybe control them maybe there's ways to control them with with things that oko doesn't interact with now we've been in these formats before too like where you can't play like all your creatures have to have haste or come into play abilities or just don't play creatures at all but those aren't fun formats either that's they they only started happening when they miss they, they mess up on a planeswalker like Jace the Mind Sculptor or Oko. Um, these these planeswalkers invalidate huge chunks of creatures that you get to play in a format, and then 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 they just have to push creatures to fight them like uh, Questing Beast or Rankle or what have you. Next format, I guarantee you, in Theros, there's going to be another St- Stormbreath Dragon. That's gonna be like disgusting, right. just stupid, disgusting. Like six six trample for five haste, you know, like something like that's just gonna exist, and
2: and then once Goku or sorry, once Oka, yeah, Goku, Goku, once uh, <laughs> Goku rotates out of the format uh or gets banned then that card's just going to be disgusting and dominate because they made a card that was way too good to combat this other card that's way too good and the cycle just continues well it's
0: going to rotate with oko because this is the first set of oko we we have oko for two years
2: yeah well we won't but
0: well i know we won't but (laughs) no i mean the card is stupid it's also just degenerate with a food package it's built into uh, a synergy of the block
1: Oh 100%. Yeah. Wicked Wolf is just absolutely disgusting with those elements where you just get all this incidental food it just becomes so broken. Oh yeah, yeah. For,
2: I'm playing well, I'm playing a ramp deck that has 12 removal spells and 8 of them are Tongue Kavus. 4 of those 8 Tongue Kavus are indestructible. <laughs> like <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Like
0: why? Okay, uh, this this is for anyone playing the MCQs this weekend. If your deck gets bricked off by a wicked wolf with a food in play. Your deck sucks and stop playing it. yep. like it just does. Your deck sucks. Don't play a deck that just can't beat an indestructible wicked wolf on defense um with the threaten of indestructible. Yeah, but like you just your deck will not be good. and and that is it is a frustrating thing. Now, obviously, standard has decks that aren't good. and standard is not the format. magic isn't the game that facilitates you getting to play what you want to play. But, um, because they they want different archetypes to be good at different standards so things don't get boring. They don't always want mono-red to be the best, but they want mono-red to sometimes be the best.
2: Right, but the problem is that they don't know how to design colors other than, they don't know how to design white cards and oftentimes red cards as well. So they just, green is just always the best because they, they, they decided to revamp green's color identity and i want to say it was like oh it was like eight years ago at this point in time maybe even like 10 years ago when they when green was always the worst color and uh they decided to revamp green's uh color identity by giving green card advantage and then that just ended up making green way too good and they have completely failed at balancing it ever since and it's just every a uh, time and time again green has the best card advantage and it's just a busted deck
0: well and i keep i So I've been saying this for years now, if green can draw cards and be paired with blue or black or both, it's probably the best deck and it keeps happening over and over again. And it's just a wake up call. Stop giving green Hydra, Crisis, Wicked Wolf, even effectively Goose's card advantage because it gives you this resource in play that other cards interact with that you just get to make for free with extra mana um oko nissa it's all card advantage nissa is a lot of card advantage because you're turning useless resources into good resources so with a nissa in play like your opponent might draw their seventh land that that is is ineffective in a game but you're throwing away lands as resources and so like the 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 card advantage is insane in simic right now almost every card creates card advantage yeah it's 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 absurd how much there is in this deck. It's absurd.
1: Yeah. Like... The deck is good. The deck is definitely good. Um, you know, I i mean, I will be the devil's advocate and say that I've just been playing Green Black Adventures basically since I saw the deck and I've had great success against this Simic deck. So maybe I'm experiencing kind of the other side of the format because I feel I do have a good Simic matchup and I'm but... generally enjoying playing uh, Standard when I'm playing that deck and then I switch over and I play Bant Mirrors or or Simic Mirrors, and I agree, it, it is on fun, but I've thoroughly just enjoyed playing Green Black Adventures. Are you, so.
0: but you're, are you, are you enjoying it because you're winning? Would you continue playing that deck if your win percentage was 40%? Uh, No, because I am testing for a pro tour, I couldn't. So, so you're, you're saying you're, you're enjoying it because you're winning. And yeah. my problem is, is if, if you're a very good magic player, the, 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 you're not always playing against peers or people of equal skill. And you're crushing. So what, going into this last Mythic Championship, a lot of the players, the Arena one, were boasting about how good their deck was against uh, Bant Golos, and I was laughing because I looked at our stat sheet, and Brian and I were 22 and three in our first 25 matches of Bant Mirrors on the ladder. So our deck also beat Bant Golos. <laughs> you know, like yeah, and so weird. if you're if you're going off of your wins off random ladder, you don't know who your opponents are. You don't know these things and and a lot of it's trying. it's not it's a lot of trial and error that people are just trying to pick up decks, trying to learn them. They're making mistakes. They're not playing as tight. And so, like using winning as a metric of fun or health of a format doesn't apply,
1: yeah, yeah, no, and I, I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying me personally i I haven't hated the format as much as uh. Maybe BBD has just just because I like the deck I've been playing, um, and I you know I there's nothing really to saying that that deck is absolutely busted or anything. I'm just saying I I haven't hated the format. Um, I th-
0: I think the difference though is we'll catch up, Brian. Yeah. Like Corey, Corey, you and I have um, a, a a a larger tolerance to a, a format like standard than Brian does, but I always end up where Brian is at. And yeah. and so, I, I agree. I'm exploring a lot of things that can fight Oko decks because that interests me. That's part of my content. I actually have been enjoying streaming Selesny Adventures. I might do it again tonight because I just actually have fun playing the deck. Yeah. But I guarantee you there will come a day soon where I go from enjoying the deck to being like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and of course, and, I mean, same for me, but... Uh...
2: Yeah, I just I don't like magic where I don't feel like I have any agency, and I don't feel like I have agency in these in these matches. What are you um, talking
0: about? There's so much agency. You can you can have as as many up to four agencies as you want in the when world. you get the seven can mana. So, yeah, it'd yeah. be so treacherous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I don't feel like I have agency in the in the games, and um, I I don't I don't like like there's just so many combinations of factors. Another one is once upon a time plus the uh. The London Mulligan Rule just makes it so that if you're like, I think to compete in Standard right now, your deck has to have a nut draw, and you have to have the nut draw. Like <clears throat> you, you guys are playing these uh these two different Adventure decks, but like, how different is your deck when you have Turn One Edge Wall Innkeeper versus when you don't? It, it's night and day, and. I, I I think it's night and day. Like, if my opponent does not play an Edgewall keeper on turn one against me, playing an adventure deck, I, I just I feel like I smash them every time. But, um, it, but
0: it, it depends. Yeah. If you don't have Edgewall keeper, the only time you can compete with decks like that is if you have the combination of Hierarch plus um, March. Hierarch? Oh, Loxodon Hierarch. Lox- yeah. L- Venerated Loxodon. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I said Higher. Venerated Loxodon plus um, March of the Multitudes. That's and- like.
1: Oh, sorry. And, and I mean, similar to green-black, if you don't have the innkeeper, you know, you compete with Paradise Druid into one of your insanely powerful 4-drops, followed up by another 4-drop, and then removal, Um, you know, but obviously... But then I just play,
2: like, they just play a Wicked Wolf and kill your first 4-drop and block your second one. Like, I, I'm just saying that, like, I, I, I don't... I basically feel like those decks, the power of those decks is Edgewall and Keeper, which is another one-mana green creature that is tough to interact with on the early turns and that generates a lot of advantage. And, um, like, like, w- w- your decks would not exist if that card did not exist.
0: Of course not, but, yeah. but your deck would not exist if, if Gilded Goose did not exist
2: i know that's why i think it shouldn't exist but i know
0: i agree with you but like the london mulligan rule plus once upon a time means that we're having edgewall innkeeper like 60 percent of the time
2: yeah that's the point the point i'm making is that like i don't think these decks are that good like i don't think simic is a good deck if you're not playing a niss on turn three or an oko on turn two i don't i think it's a bad deck if you don't have one of those draws but because of the london mulligan and once upon a time it happens so often Yes. It, 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 yeah. it And like, it's the same thing with these adventure decks. I think those decks would suck without Edgewall Innkeeper on turn one a, a high percentage of the time. But because of Once Upon a Time and the London Mulligan, they have Edgewall Innkeeper on turn one most of the time. Over, I, you know, I, I don't know. Frank Carson can do the math on it, but I bet it's way over fifty percent of the time. Uh, yeah, it's probably sixty to seventy percent of the time that it happens. And if you're on the draw and your opponent does that, you feel like you can't win. And because of the London Mulligan and all this stuff, it happens so often that there's just so many games that feel over before they begin. And it just feels like you can't – you're not playing a game of, of Magic then. It's just did my opponent hit their 60 percenter? You know, I, I, well, I like so that's so. just how every game feels to me. It just feels like when I do my nut draw thing, I just run my opponent over and they stand no chance. When I don't do my nut draw thing, they probably did their nut draw thing. And then they run me over. And then there's a rare small subset of games where interactive magic happens where both people stumble or both people nut draw. And then, uh, you know, sometimes cool things happen. But most of the time, it's one person going over the top of the other. It's you casting your march for – you drew your march to the multitudes. I didn't, so you're, you win. Or nice. I drew my hydroid crisis and you didn't, so I win. Like
0: I have a really <laughs> loose theory. And you can poke holes in it all. Even I, I will concede any argument against it. But okay. let's just, I want to play out the hypothetical. Okay. Um, Magic is a company owned by Wizards of the Coast that is owned by Hasbro. It's we it, it would be stupid if we do not believe that Wizards main goal is to profit. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's, it's just basic. It's common. That's the thing. Anyone that thinks otherwise is just in denial. And maybe Magic and the sets that are designed and the way that they, they think about it in a way we don't think about it. We're always thinking about health and all these things, but the, the fact remains that Magic has two types of customers. They have customers that do not play Magic and they have customers that already play Magic. And so when that, when that comes in, they have to think about acquiring new customers and retaining old customers. And if, if you look in the history of Standard, We've seen standard ebb and flow between more and less variants. Um, and more explosive stuff, more interacting with the opponent, more denying your opponent's resources, formats that are more explosive, where you kind of just both do your thing. And while there's been a trend, it's not been that bad of a trend. Like a couple of years ago, we had some very complex standard formats. And and but right now, I feel like we're in a very like 50 50 coin flippy, do your thing as fast as you can and win the games which is actually an extremely healthy good format for new players to start investing players, yeah. into yeah. arena and playing. No the game.
2: no 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 I don't think it is. I don't really? think it is at all. No, like
1: you think new, the the days of draw new lich or whatever the mystical teaching draw new deck like those kind of mirrors those were not good well, for Well, they're uh, not nev- Magic's players, never going you know? back
2: to that. So that's that's not even that's a, that's a moot point. Like yeah. ma- Magic is never going to go back to that kind of a format. Um, and and I, I like the direction that Magic is going, where it's more about powerful effects and creatures and stuff like that. I do think that that is good for new players, but I don't think I don't think like three mana planeswalkers with three abilities that are tough to to to, to use optimally, um, and, and that and that prevent your opponent from doing like like from using the cards on their deck. I, I don't think that that is making new players have fun. Or sixty dollar planeswalkers that you have to put in your deck to be competitive, like that's not making people have fun. I, I really okay, don't. I, I, I okay, I will, I I will that.
0: concede that Oko is bullshit. I, yeah. I, I Oko is bullshit. So I think Nissa actually is set, a fun like,
2: card. I, 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 really I think. think oh, I, I just want to say I think Nissa actually is a fun card. I, I can see that Nissa uh, is, is exciting for newer players. I, I'll buy that. I, I don't buy Oko though.
1: I just don't buy three-mana Planeswalkers. I think, you know, whenever you can play them on turn two with a ramp, it's just, it's not great, you know? I mean, four-mana Planeswalkers, Chandra, Jace, like, all those Planeswalkers were insanely good, but they were manageable because they cost four mana, you know? I mean, I I just think all three-mana Planeswalkers, I mean, just really shouldn't exist anymore. Oh, and it's such a flavor
0: fail. It's such a flavor fail that Planeswalkers define the format but you can't even put D-Spark in your deck because every deck that has walkers has three mana Planeswalkers. Hot, you can't even t- play the card that says kill a Planeswalker on it, you know? You hot
2: know? take, Teferi is great for standard, and this format would be good. Like, any format where Teferi is one of the best cards is a good standard format.
1: <laughs> that is a hot take from the Esper Hero, bro. I don't think it's a wrong take, though. Like, <laughs> you mean I, I, I
0: Hero of Dominaria to... or Time Raveler?
2: T- Time Raveler. Hero of Dominaria, that card was a little too good, for sure, but... Um, I, I don't think Teferi Time Raveler is too good of a card. And I think a format where that kind of slow um developmental amount uh, style of card advantage is actually a good format. Right now, Teferi's not good because Oko just like destroys it. And um
0: Do you remember when you could keep hands of magic cards? Like yeah. years ago, when you could actually just keep a hand of cards, like it didn't matter, it was just lands and spells, you're like, yeah, this is a key. And, I, and, I,
2: yeah, I, re- I remember when if your deck gave you three lands and four spells, you would always keep it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 now people are showing me hands, and they're like, you know, their hand is like Oko, Wicked Wolf, Questing Beast, and like Nissa, and they're like, would you keep this? And I'm like, hell no.
1: Yeah, on the like, draw, that's not no, even close to playable. Yeah, that's not yeah. even a
0: close to playable hand.
2: Even yeah. on a play, that hand's probably not good I
0: enough. was considering it on the play.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, yeah it's... I, I do I do think that that like I think that last format was uh like Kethos kind of dominated towards the end uh but but before before Kethys was even discovered um I do think that that was actually for like 6 months a really strong standard format and I actually I think a lot of the success of Magic Arena is because it came down during Ravnica block where where standard was actually really good and um yeah there was like you know like the scapeshift decks the uh, there's like Golos decks that weren't overpowered. There vampires was Vampires
1: were really cool.
2: Yeah, there's yeah, Vampires, there's Esper Hero, Esper Control, all kinds of decks during that format. I think that was actually a good a, a really good standard format. Yeah. And um
0: I played a lot of it even though I didn't have competitive tournaments to play. I mean I played fandom and and things like that, but like I yeah. genuinely I genuinely enjoyed uh playing Core Set 2020 standard. Yeah,
2: yeah, I did too. And like the thing about that format is that um you know there were decks like there still were decks where uh players could could just do things like rules a deck and some of these other and like vampires and stuff like those were new player friendly decks that allowed you to just curb stomp your opponent um with your your powerful cards um but they also you know you also had decks that were more, a little bit more interact not to say that like if you played vampires you weren't playing skill magic there's a lot of skill with vampires as well but i'm just saying that like those you know for a new player there were decks that you could jump into that that were easier a little bit easier to uh get wins with even if you weren't playing them optimally uh and then and then like to you know let's slow things down it really he really did slow things down which um i i think that just makes for better formats when things are a little bit slower and you have time to to play your cards i,
0: mean, I, I will i will say I, I will add to this it's 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 more about this format and i just thought about it so we we finished up uh the 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 tournament and then we watched some coverage with kai which was gas so so amber came on the trip with us and amber got to hang out with kai Bude. i mean you know no big deal but the three of us brian uh, amber and i just hung out with kai all day watching saturday coverage which is really cool and and you know a- amber had a fun time meeting kai no big deal, everyone else in the world. We just got to hang out with Kai all day. Um, Say
1: Kai one more time and then Kai. <laughs> nice.
0: So on Sunday when we were uh we were heading to the airport, the, the tournament was still happening. And um I was like less interested in watching the coverage, but Amber was glued to it. She wanted to see how things were going. And I didn't know why I was less interested. Um I had a couple like I was catching up on work emails and and some stuff, you know. So I was like more busy about the thinking about my next week of, of work and content, things of that nature. But then I, this this conversation made me realize it. I just kept looking over at the phone she was holding, and I'd be like, if Javier draws a mountain in the next two turns, he wins. If if this person draws an untapped land in the next two turns, they win. Oh, they don't have a, a, a an untapped land for their circuitous route, they lose. Like, yeah. that's what happened. Every single time, they're like, oh, he's got turn two oko. If he draws the land for the NIS, he, he could never lose the game and and so like all i was doing all coverage was sweating top decks i was literally like if you draw your fourth land on time for your nissa you win if if they like it it, it was never about ooh, is the opponent gonna draw the answer it was always like if they draw the second mound, he's just ember cleaving and he's at one life he even if he draws a wrath he's dead next turn
1: but i mean for some for some people, that coverage value is worth more than the, the deep dives, you know, obviously, that we would appreciate more, but maybe we're just not the target audience for what the coverage is, you know, turning out to be. with This their, has like, nothing to do with matter. coverage. It's you know?
0: just yeah. about the games.
2: Yeah, the, the, like, they shouldn't ruin a format so that, like, also the people who watch coverage are, in, are franchise Magic players. Yeah, Like, they, I, there's all this stuff about... I just don't buy arguments about, do you have to do this to appeal to new players? you have to do this to appeal to new players? Just make a great game and players will play the game. Like, people are not playing Magic because they, like, they people play Magic because they're looking for a strategy game that tickles their desire to, um, you know, to execute complex strategies and stuff. That's why people are playing Magic. So you don't have to dumb it down for new players. Just make a great game and if they enjoy it they'll they'll stay with it you know like yeah.
0: replayability is extremely important in magic and when cards like Nyssa and oko and embercleave are like at the top of the, the heap they don't they don't create dynamic changes in gameplay
2: yeah re- replayability is like like people people talk about like deck diversity or uh like how skill intensive things are or how interactive things are in terms of what makes a format good or bad but by by far, uh, re- replayability. In other words, not having to play the same game of Magic over and over again is like astronomically the largest factor in what makes a format good. What makes a format fun? And when your game, when when you have a deck that is based around exactly two cards, Oko and Nyssa, that win the game whenever you play them, pretty much. That's not fun replay value because. You mulligan until you can play one of them on at the right time, and then your entire deck is based around playing those cards at the right time. And then once you do, you win. And it's like, and if you don't, you lose. And that's not fun. That's not a fun game. Like,
1: yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm in full agreement. Um, you know, I have a higher threshold to just play standard mostly because, like, I have standard tournaments coming up that are very important to me, and I'm I'm really good at breaking from I don't know what it is the the desire to be in like happy about the thing I'm doing when it comes to magic how, how should I say that that's a bad way to phrase it
2: I'm not sure what you're trying to I, say I, I
0: I'm really I'm I'm capable of disconnecting the pure enjoyment value of sure. magic when I have competitive obligations
2: okay that makes sense I, I I'm incapable of doing that because I to me I only care about magic as a, as as a way to have fun. Even testing for formats is fun for me if it's a format um that I like testing for and I can't I I just can't distance my I can't distance magic and fun. I can't make magic into a job the way I should. For somebody in my position, I just can't do it.
0: Oh, and that's probably why when we work together lately we've been, you know, for the last couple of years we worked a lot together and our thresholds for testing together ebb and flow one way or the other based on now I see it. Your enjoyment of a deck. If you like Esper Hero, I bet you would have played like fifty games of Esper Hero versus whatever I wanted to throw at you. But yeah. You know, but you're not going to want to play fifty Golos mirrors. No. But and I didn't either, obviously, because I'm a sane person. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah. <laughs> but like, I I get that, and I agree with you on that. I'm able to to, to but I do work l- less when I don't have fun. So I guess I I get that, but um. So I'm not actually that hardcore about it, but I, I do agree with you. I think that the standard format is really bad um, because just getting rid of Field of the dead is not fixing anything because um, because what even if Oko and Nissa decks are beatable, the way we have to do it is going to be so narrow that that's what we're going to do. We're going to find that narrow strategy and then the next meditative <coughs> thing is a deck that can annihilate that narrow strategy and maybe be 45% against Oko. So, yeah, I and, think I can ex- and that's how it's going to be a very lopsidedly um, balanced meta game. Yeah.
2: I think I can exp- I think I've, I I can explain why uh, I try to I think I could boil down why I don't like this format. Um and and this actually applies to standard quite frequently. It's why I don't like standard normally as a format when and it's why I gravitate towards modern and legacy to form- I love both of those formats. Um But I don't like – so I like solving the puzzle of a format. I really like um, solving – like you're like, okay, here are the decks that are good. Solve the puzzle and find the best deck or find – like I I like taking a deck like Esper Hero and tuning it against the top decks and and like solving out how – I like solving matchups, how to beat this matchup with this deck. I like all that kind of stuff um and and so, why I don't like this format is because it doesn't feel it's just, it actually, it's actually that's identical reason why I didn't like the uh, heart of Kieran uh, or a scrap or a uh, scrap heap, uh, what's it called scrounger. Why I didn't like those formats either is because <clears throat> they didn't they, they didn't feel solvable. And when like you go through all these hoops to try to solve a format and you are like, okay. Um, like I need to, I need to do this and this and this to be able to beat these cards in this deck or to beat this deck strategy. And so you try to engineer a way to, to, to solve a matchup and then they have a card like Gilded Goose and that just puts you, 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 and then you get to the game itself. They play a card like Gilded Goose and that puts you in a spot where you must immediately have the one card that exists in the format. To interact right then and there, or it doesn't matter how you've built your deck, you you won't catch up.
0: Well, also the problem is is to 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 beat a goose on curve without trading down, and what I mean by trading down or up is the amount of mana you invest to beat the thing that your opponent invested into. If I spend two mana to kill your your bird, I'm trading down. Right. And so like shock is a card that interacts with it and it trades neutral but shock isn't good against any other card in your deck. Like it can hit a paradise druid after it got a marginal effect. So you have to time it and that's bad. Yeah. So like, that's another problem is like finding good interaction is hard because the deck, all the deck is, is threats that also interact with your opponent. And so you, your threats always beat answers. And if your threats are answers, then you're you're just always going to have an advantage on your opponent unless yeah. you're do unless your opponent has completely warped their strategy
1: yeah i mean like main deck noxious grasp is something that i would be shocked if we didn't see from black decks at uh mythic championship six.
2: so i i just want to finish try to finish what i was going for which is like um i i like to try to solve a format but when a format's power is in is is invested into one mana cards it doesn't matter you, you can't solve it you know what i'm saying like <clears throat> there there is no, like there is no solution there like you you find your solution and then you still have to like if i if i solve a matchup i have to then also be able to execute my solved plan in a game of magic and so here it's like i i might come up with a plan to beat these like simic decks but then i still have to execute that plan in a game of magic and if and that requires, like, it comes down to opening hands. If yeah. they have the opening hand nut draw, I must have the opening hand anti nut draw, or else I will lose. And so it's it, then it just devolves again into like who's got the better like slap your deck on the table and who's got the who's got the better deck wins that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just not. It happens so often in standard. Like this is like this the third time it's happened in the last like six years or so that, I mean, it's just, I am I'm just seeing the pattern happen over and over again. And it's just why I don't like the format. And this is, this is probably the worst it's been. I think out of all the times it's happened before.
0: Yeah. You're, you're actually hit it on the head of a theory that (coughs) a a trend that I've noticed over the decade long career in, in professional magic. Um, I've often seen people like standard when the value of your game comes from like the top 14 cards of your deck or or 12 the 14 cards of your deck and formats that people dislike are the ones where the value comes from the top 9 or 10. Yep. And so when what I mean by that is a game is almost decide ultimately decided by the top 10 cards of your deck. Your opening hand and your first three draw steps or two if you're on the play. But, you know, Esper Hero was a 14 card deck. Right. And Gruel is a is clearly a 9 or 10 card deck.
2: Weirdly oh. enough, Golos was was kind of a a more like you know an eleven or twelve card card deck in 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 terms of that uh phenomenon, and um I I actually believe they made the format worse by banning Golos, which I, I I think Golos was so busted as a strategy that I don't mind them banning it on power level concerns, but I I think they worsened the format when they did that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, you said that, and I and I and I think that might be true, but I mean, I guess we'll just have to find out what. The audience thinks of that. I think it's a very bold claim and I and I can see getting behind it, but we could go in circles about the health of standard all day long. and um, if there's any other closing remarks from people, but I, I think I I, I I can't disagree with you, Brian. I think that this this is a fairly rough standard format and one that we're gonna have to see get worse before it gets better.
2: I mean, it's it's a new format, and they just banned a card, so it's a double new format. And I have one of the most important—I uh, have my MPL split next week. It's one of the most important, uh, like weeks of Magic of of my year, and I I i I'm, I have to force myself to play games of Magic. That well, sucks. if you
1: if you like this format as much as BVD does, <laughs> check out the MPL split this weekend where I'll be. No. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Corey will be doing commentating on the actual MPL split that has Golos unbanned. So if you're excited yeah. about Field of the Dead format, yeah. tune in at noon Pacific yeah. time. If you, want a better standard. Magic.
1: if you want a better standard format than the one we're currently living in, come back with me this week in Burbank and we're going back a week. Yeah, kind
2: of... <laughs> yeah as I say this, people are battling out their split where Field of the Dead is still legal, so.
0: Oh yeah, I, I put a tweet out there with it, which is like, when Phil the dead realized it was part of NPL Weekly this week, and it's just the godfather, it's like, just when I thought I was out, yeah, <laughs> pull me, right, me back right back in. in. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that's going to do it for this week's episode. Brian, Brian Newin, thank you so much for being a special guest. I know that you live a very busy life, and it's such an honor to have you on, on our little, little, tiny Rink-A-Dink podcast.
2: And you know yes, what? Thank it, you, it, Brian. It, it is a pleasure to be here. And I, I wanna end with one thing. It's it's like I, I feel bad um that I've been so negative during this podcast because I I, I try to not I, I don't like I don't like the negativity in magic. Um, especially on like social media and stuff. I hate contributing to it myself. So I genuinely apologize to everyone listening to this podcast that I've just been ranting negatively about things. Uh I hope I'm wrong. And I hope uh I hope things are end up being great in this format. So uh yeah, sorry sorry for adding negativity out in the world.
1: Honestly, though, I mean, I would much rather have you 100% be honest when you talk about something than sugarcoating a format that you clearly don't like, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I think this alternative, you speaking your mind about something that you feel very passionate about uh is much better than you saying yeah i i love mirrors in the simic variety you know so i mean i appreciate it yeah, he, i'm sure he, our audience here, does as well here
0: at the bashers podcast we like people being genuine and honest we don't like people lying about where they grew up or what they did in their <laughs> free time yeah, yeah
2: or like um you know whether their their location in relation to trash uh you know receptacles or or
0: or if or if they are or not being held <laughs> captive by their roommate. Or let's well, not forget—that's no cla-
1: actually just true, though. Let's but.
0: let's not forget such classic hits
1: as Brian recording a podcast knee deep in water. Uh, yeah, another... <laughs> and then
2: recording another podcast at the beach. So <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: there's a right. no water sub theme here.
0: Yeah, you know what, BBD, you are a liar. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, I, again, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, and we do actually all apologize if we were a little too negative. I do agree with you, Brian, that uh, putting more negativity into the community is not where we want it to be. But I do think that we need to talk about the format in the most honest way and it, and things that had to be said, because this format is going to be going for a very long time. It's literally controlling our future in the MPL or getting to worlds and everyone else is existing with it as well. Um.
2: But, and my my article this week on uh, magic.tcgplayer.com, shill plug uh, is 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 on this same topic, and um, I you know I I'm I'm trying to take a, a positive spin on it and say like let's avoid these mistakes in the future. Wattsy R and D, please for the love of God,
0: so. stop giving green creatures card advantage, and,
2: and stop giving forever. and stop creating one man accelerants and stop doing all this other stuff. Yes, and
0: figure out white's damn identity it's getting embarrassing yeah <laughs> yeah but honestly if you've
1: if you're absolutely sick of just playing you know simic decks come on over to the dark side and uh and check out uh green black adventures because i'm still like i said having fun with it and uh i'll have a shameless plug uh for a sideboard guide for it for my subscribers as well
2: so yeah if you want to win 48 <laughs> percent of the time every
0: time wait are you time. plugging you your to personal fun. subscribers and not our patreon <laughs> well, you won't post your stuff for our patrons but you'll post it for your subs i see how it is bro
1: jonathan told me not to post anymore all right the bash bro <laughs> oh
0: podcast.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah all right so for for all your patrons out there we are revamping everything um going into that we got some exciting stuff and that'll probably be out next month we're just yeah. getting all of our ducks in a row before we launch because we're going to keep that for a while and so uh exciting times but that's going to be it. This has already been a long enough outro. Brian, thank you for being uh, a guest on the podcast. If you want to find more from Brian, you can find him at twitch.tv. No, wait, twitter.com slash braun doing it. Wow, Brad. Wow. That's, that's wow. it, right? Braun doing it. <laughs>
1: And, and one yeah, place says, you for sh- and one place you for sure can't find him is in the standard queues on arena. Well, <laughs> uh, no, actually you can find
2: me there and you'll probably beat me because you'll uh, you'll you'll have you'll you'll win the die roll. Um <laughs> Uh you can also find me on twitch.tv/mtgbbd where I don't ever stream.
0: Yes. Well, you can find his page where he's probably hosting Corey or I
2: yes you'll find my page you won't find me streaming on it but
0: yeah all right thank you so much for uh listening everyone again if you want to download future podcasts from the bachelor's podcast you can find us on podbean itunes stitcher and spotify thank you so much for your time and we appreciate you and go have fun with pioneer or historic or standard or popper or commander or the new commander called Brawl. There's a lot of new, exciting formats in Magic and there's a lot for everyone to do. So we will see you next week with some more content from the BVP. And until then, I don't have a good outro. Bye. Nailed it. (laughs) Until then, uh, all right, see ya.